Hey, and thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai, where we celebrate the finished work of Jesus Christ. I hope that you have had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday with your family. I hope that you got to spend time with your family and really now preparing for the rest of the year, the busy season moving into the holidays of Christmas and then, of course, New Year's to celebrate again another year we've gone around the sun, another year that we have been graced by God with his blessings and his goodness to us. And I certainly hope that over this past weekend, you took time to give thanks to the Most High for all that he's done for you. You know, there are a lot of interesting stories in the scripture, and many of the stories in the beginning of the Word of God in the book of Genesis concerning the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, um, they there are so many insights we can get from their encounters with God and their experiences with God. You know, as we talked about, and we will continue finishing up the series on the Torah, Moses, the Torah, you know, and Jesus in the last days. But as we talked about, as we were doing that series, you know, the old, what we call the Old Testament, the Tanakh, um, the Torah, the prophets, the writings, they all, according to the New Testament, were there pointing to the Messiah, to Jesus, and many times to our walk with God in this walk of faith. And Paul references that, particularly in the book of 1 Corinthians, and how that even Israel's walking with God and her journeying with God, the things that happened to them happened as examples for us. Some of them positive, but many of them negative of things we need to avoid and not do in our lives. Well, there is a story concerning the patriarch Jacob. You remember the supplanter? That's what his name meant. He was his name meant deceiver or supplanter. You remember he stole his brother Esau's birthright. He also stole his blessing. And he got the blessing from Isaac in a very underhanded, crafty way. After that transpired, he fled for his life. His mom sent him away. And he eventually ended up in the land of his fathers. And he there met a beautiful young lady that he fell in love with, Rachel. And uh, her father, Laban, tricked him on the night of his wedding after he'd worked seven years for Rachel, gave him Leah. And then Jacob had to work again uh, for Rachel. He had two wives, Rachel and Leah. And, of course, Leah was very, very productive, giving him many sons. Rachel was barren, but finally God heard her voice and gave her children. And... You remember that Jacob decided to go back to the land of Abraham, back to the promised land, the land that God had promised to give to them. And he was going to meet his brother. He was ready to make peace. God had prospered Jacob in so many ways in the land where he was working for Laban. He had given him flocks and cows and camels. I mean, he... Everything Jacob's hand touched turned to gold. I mean, it was blessed. 
And anyway, he was going back. He was going to meet with his brother Esau. He wanted to make peace, and he had all these gifts he was going to give to Esau. Well, you remember in Genesis 32, the night before, and he found out Esau was coming with about 400 men. So he was a little worried. He was thinking Esau's coming for revenge. He's coming for my head. When in reality, that wasn't the case. But nonetheless, he was frightened. And he split up his camp. He put some in one direction and another in another direction. And he was just hoping to somehow forestall the vengeance of Esau. And during the night, the scripture says that he wrestled with a man until the dawn. Now we know that that man was a pre-incarnate appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. He struggled with him, wrestled with him. And then as he wrestled with him at the breaking of the day, when he saw the scripture says in verse 25 of Genesis 32, that he did not prevail against him. He touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was strained as he wrestled. Then he said, this is the Lord saying, let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, well, what's your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said to him, your name will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask what my name is? And he blessed him there. Of course, Jacob called it a place Peniel because he said, I've seen the face of God. There's a lot of interesting things in this story. Only a couple that I want to draw your attention to uh, today and, and as well as probably tomorrow. One of the things is this. Jacob, when he was struggling, he clung to God and refused to let him go unless God blessed him. And God then asked him this question, what's your name? And Jacob answered, it's Jacob. And of course, that means supplanter or deceiver. But then the Lord said, no, your name now will no longer be called Jacob. You're not going to be a deceiver. You're not going to be a supplanter. Now you're going to be called Israel because you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Israel literally means God's fighter, um, one who has struggled and wrestled with God, and as we saw, one who has prevailed. He has prevailed with God. It's interesting that in this story, Jacob's thigh, his hip is, is, is put out of socket pretty much. He's injured by a touch from the Lord. And he's going to go the rest of his life limping. He's going to go back limping. He's going to limp for the rest of his life. Now, what's interesting is God says, what's your name? Jacob, supplanter, deceiver. And God says, no, no. Now your name is Israel. You're God's fighter. You're one who has prevailed with God. And the evidence of his encounter with God was a limp. Something changed about him. See, names always represented character in the Old Testament and then and throughout history. They represented a person's character, who they were. Well, God says, look, I'm cha I've changed you. You're not the same man that left here years ago. You're a different man now. And... You are no longer to see yourself as a supplanter or a deceiver. You are to see yourself as God's fighter. You are to see yourself as a man who has prevailed with God. 
some people say, how did God bless Jacob? I think the blessing was in the name and the new name that God gave him. Now, he had to walk with a limp. And here's the thing. You and I, when we become believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are transformed. We are changed. We are made new creations. We are not what we used to be. We become a new creature. We have been transformed. And Jesus even talks about a new name being given to us, but he definitely throughout the New Testament in the New Covenant tells us we have a new identity. Our identity is found in Christ, in the Messiah. Our identity, who we are, is no longer defined by the world. It is no longer defined by other people. It is no longer defined how we view ourselves in the negative sense. It is no longer defined by our experiences, our traumas. It is no longer to be defined except by one thing. God's decree, God's definition, and God's blessing upon us in making us a new creation. And like Jacob, there will be visible evidence of our encounter with God. He walked with a limp, and it was obvious to everyone something had happened to him. The same thing is true for you and I. When we have an encounter with God, and we trust the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, as our Savior. He makes us a brand new creation. We enter into the reality of this new creation. We are born from above. We are not what we used to be. His blessing of new life rests upon us, giving us a new identity and how we need to see ourselves now and forever as he sees us and as he defines us. And like Jacob's limp, was a visible evidence of his encounter with God, a changed life. There will be visible evidence in us, in our nature, our character, our works of a change within us. And everyone will see it. It could not be avoided seeing the limp that Jacob had. Everyone could see it. And when you and I encounter Christ and we believe the gospel and experience union with God, we become this new creation. We have a new identity, God's identity, God's definition of us now. We're not what we used to be. We become perfectly righteous, perfectly holy, perfectly forgiven. We are heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are light. We are salt. We are a hundreds of things that the New Testament says that we are. And the reality is our life will reveal that. Our walk will reveal it, just like Jacob's walk with a limp revealed his encounter with God and the blessing (coughs) of God upon his life. (coughs) Excuse me. So will our life radiate the very same thing when we have an encounter with God. Question is, are you living your life under the blessing and the reality of the blessing of God who now defines you? Are you living by God's definition of who you are, the new creation that you are, or are you living under a deceptive definition that's not true of who you are? But again, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And if we believe a lie, and if we allow the enemy to define our identity, 
the sad thing is our walk will also reflect that. Well, we'll continue talking a little bit about this tomorrow, the life of Jacob, and what is the significance of the limp with him. May the grace and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be yours in fullest measure. Have a blessed day.